Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, we begin. Hey, thanks for joining me here in the Great Man Podcast. I want to dive right in with something and on a topic that I rarely address directly in this podcast. If you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that I am a Christian. You know that I believe in God. You know that I believe that faith is integrated and an important part of who we're going to become as men. And I don't hide any of that, but I also don't preach. <laughs> I also don't, uh, you know, do an altar call. I also don't try to get you to join a church or to think like I do on all things. Today, though, I want to talk to you about manhood and your connection to God. Now, don't get nervous. You probably listen to this in private. You're on the exercise bike or you're on an elliptical or you're out for a walk or who knows. I hope you're doing a lot of things that where you can listen to this quickly, like having lunch at the break room or you know on the toilet or whatever. I mean, I like this podcast being short so you can listen to it quickly. Maybe you're on a drive to work or who knows, maybe there's a car full of friends sitting with you listening to this. So do not get nervous. I want to talk to you personally and directly, and I'm not going to preach. Don't worry. But I do want to say to you that if there is indeed a God, and if indeed he created us. Now, those are the only two things I want you to consider. By the way, those are so general. They're in the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, for heaven's sakes. So if there's a God, and if he created us, then he created you as a man. That's just a logical extension of the first two. If there's a God and he created us, then he created you as a man. And therefore, it is my belief that it's not really possible for you to become the full man you're meant to be without God in your life. Now, I'm not trying to jam some specific theology down your throat. I'm not trying to get you to believe exactly what I believe as a Christian. I know I've got a lot of guys, Jews, Muslims. I got some Sikhs. I got atheists listening to this podcast. You know you are welcome. I've interacted with a lot of you guys online. I love you. Be here and don't be offended. Okay. I got to be able to talk as a Christian, and you know that. And that's and you, you've stuck it out with me, despite uh, perhaps hearing things that sometimes you don't believe or don't agree with. It's fine, but I do want you to accept the possibility that if there's a God and if he's, if He is the Creator, then He created you as a man, and therefore, for you to become the man you are made to be, for you to become the man free of your warts and deformities and able to fulfill what you're made to be, you're going to need God in your life. See, I don't only want you to believe that there's a God. I want you to believe that there's a God who created us. I think that's pretty basic. But also that there's a God who's involved with us as men. I don't, I'm not talking church here. I'm not trying to get you to church. I'm not trying to get you to Sunday school. I may talk about some themes like that down the road and t- tell you why some of that's gone badly for many of us. But all I want you to consider right now is that if there's a God who created you and he's still around, he hasn't died, he hasn't gone fishing, he's not off quail hunting somewhere, then then he's involved in your life. Now, let's just consider for a moment that a lot of what has kept you from becoming the man you're made to be, a lot of what has kept me from becoming the man I'm made to be, if it's not just blatant ignorance, if it's not just not knowing what a man ought to be, it is probably the wounds and the deformities and the lies and the stuff that's penetrated our souls and our hearts that keeps us from being the men we're made to be. 
that men are made to be dogs, that you become a man when you have sex at 15, you know, all that kind of crap, or just the wounds that we sustain. Parents, things parents did, abuse of offense, the girlfriend when we were 17 who told us we were too ugly for her to date or, or whatever happened, you know, a thousand different things can happen. Couldn't get a date for the prom senior year, you know, all that kind of stuff. Three divorces, all the wives saying you're too fat and ugly. You know, we all sustain wounds. We all sustain insults. We all have words that play in our souls and that deepen the wounding and the lacerations of our hearts. And my point is, if there's a God and if he created us and if he's not off quail hunting somewhere and if he's actually involved in our lives and God, by definition, being a powerful being, then he has the power to undo these things in our lives. This is why I push men towards God. Sure, I suppose theoretically I'd like for everybody on the planet to be a Christian uh, because, because I believe that Christianity is truth. I don't, I'm not hiding that from anybody. I've never hidden that from anybody. But we're talking about manhood right now. And all I want to do is talk to you about God in connection with your soul as a man, okay? And so what keeps us from being the men we're made to be, aside from just flat-out ignorance and bad examples, are the deformities of our souls, are the insecurities that we feel. Many of us engage in crazy sexual activity because it's the thing that makes us most feel like, you know, I'm actually a man. I became a man when I first, you know, bedded a girl. I I become a man when I whoop and holler at the strip joint or, you know, I become a man when I have porn in my house, that, that kind of craziness. Or for some of us, it's even worse than that. You know, father's left home before, you know, I, I was just talking to a man the other day. His father left home when he was two or three. And the, the, the guy's been convinced all his life that the father left because he was disappointed in his son. Can you imagine that? The father loved the, the, the mother enough to live with her and, and have a child. But when that child came along within what, about 24 months later, the father up and leaves. That young man, that friend of mine has believed his whole life that the father left because the son was disappointed. Now, what can a two-year-old boy do to cause a father to abandon that child for the rest of his life? Not a dang thing. Not a dang thing. The reason that father left is because he's an idiot, because he's irresponsible. It had nothing to do with my friend, but my friends walked around with those deformities. Now, my question is, how do you get that stuff out of your soul? How do you get those insecurities out of your soul? How do you get those wounds out of your soul? How do you get those lacerations out of your soul? How do you get the damage? And for some guys, it's not ill treatment. It's just grief. I have a friend whose whole family died in a car accident. He came home from school, from college, was waiting at home around Christmas time uh, for his family to come home. They were all, the other four of them, were killed in a car accident uh, a week before Christmas. Well, he's just deformed by grief, not, not, not ill treatment of any, by anybody, but just grief. How do you get that stuff out of your soul so you can be? By the way, I share all examples on this podcast with permission. I'm not just using people's stories uh, to, you know, to entertain myself or to entertain you. I always ask permission. So, and I never use names, you'll notice. So what, what I'm trying to say is, what about, what about this issue of God? See, I am asking you in your search, in your hunt, in your journey towards being a good and a noble man, to turn to God and asking him to participate with you, to involve himself in you, to invest in you in this great project of becoming a good and noble man. I want the cry of your heart before God in a private way. I'm not saying you got to do this in front of a crowd. You don't have to do it for my entertainment or write me or tell me about it unless you just want to. But I'm asking you to turn to God and say, make me the man you've made me to be. Heal me so I can become the man. I'm made to be. Again, if there's a God and he's a creator and he made you to be a man, he can restore you to what 
you are meant to be, to what back, back uh, uh, to what you were made to be before the damage and the deformities and the grief and the wounds and the hurts. And this is what I want to see. See, I believe I can only be a, a true man with God's life in my life. And so I'm asking him all the time, make me the man you've meant to be. I've meant to be. Make me the man I'm meant to be in Bev's life, in Jonathan's life, in Elizabeth's life. Make me the man I'm meant to be in the life of my friends. Make me the man I'm meant to be, you know, in my situation. This is not all of you, but I'm on stage. I speak a lot. So make me the man you're making me to be, you want me to be uh, when I'm in front of men or when I'm in front of crowds or when I'm on television or whatever, when I'm doing my podcast, all of that kind of thing, whatever your role is. And some of you have bigger platforms by far than I do. Whatever your role is. Whatever number of people you impact, whatever, whatever cultures you are in, whatever circles you're involved in with people, make me the man I'm meant to be. But what I most care about with you as I'm speaking to you just one-on-one here, what I most care about is that you allow God in your life so that you can be restored to what you were made for. See, a lot of you guys, you lived your life a certain way until what, your 20s or your 30s maybe, maybe older. And, and during that time, nobody modeled anything for you. Nobody ever told you what a noble man was. Nobody, uh, you know, you weren't disciplined when you were 16 by your father with him saying, that's, that's not what a good man does. He says, that's what I'd want for you is that, it's a, is that someone was saying, look, I want you to do these certain things. I want to teach you how to do these certain things because it's what a good man is. And I want you to be a good and a great man, the man that God's ordained for you to be. Well, most of us didn't have that. So I want you, you, you know, you, you come into your 20s and your 30s. You've lived, uh, for, for many of us, we've lived like hell. And so now you start wanting to be a good and a noble man. Maybe you've seen some of the damage in your marriage, and, but you know it can be restored. You're encouraged by that. But, 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 but you can't get there on your own. You can't, you can't get those thorns out of your soul. You can't get those words unsaid. You can't get those people uh, that you grieve undead. You can't do that. But God can. God can reverse the damage in your soul once you determine that you're going to become the man you're made to be and do it with God's help in your life. Now, I'm trying to be as non-religious about this as possible. I'm not talking church. I haven't asked you to open a Bible. I'm not asking you to buy a cross and put it around your neck. I mean, we can get to all that if you want to. All I'm saying to you uh, is that you simply consider That if God made you as a man, he can restore you as a man. That's the thesis here. That's the core truth. If God made you as a man, if he made you to be a man, then he can restore you to be the man you're made to be. Whatever you've endured, whatever suffering, whatever opposition, whatever grief, whatever experiences, whatever deformities, whatever harsh words. And I just want you to consider that. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking you to not let your offense with religion or some religious idiot who said something stupid one day or some disappointment with a church or a synagogue or a temple or what have you. I'm asking you to simply turn to God in the quietness of wherever you are right now or you know, go for a walk later today or hide in the backyard or whatever it is you need to do. Even on, you know, on the elliptical with your earbuds in, just, just whisper to him. And start to say, God, I want to be the man you've made me to be. Participate with me. Come near me and be with me in this great project of being a man. I believe that God is eager for every man to be the man he's made him to be. God wants you to fulfill your destiny, so to speak. And in your case, being a man, part of that destiny is is masculine. Part of that destiny is the manhood you're made for. So, again, nothing hyper-religious here, nothing churchy. 
uh, nothing, not trying to get you to join anything or fill out a card or, you know, read nine books or anything like that, or watch a certain television program. I just want you right now to begin to involve God in the great project of being the man you're called to be. That's it. Turn to him, talk to him, talk to him like he's there. There are only a couple of things I've asked you to consider. There's a God. He made you. He made you to be a man. He can restore you as a man. And that probably gets activated by you asking him. That's it. And I think over the summer months that we're in now, when probably you have a lot of time laying around on the beach and thinking and going for walks or doing whatever it is that you do during the summers, sitting in a jacuzzi or sitting in the sauna or whatever it is you do, wherever you are in the world, got guys listening to this podcast all over the world, but wherever you are, ask God to exercise power in your life and draw near to you to make you the man you're made to be. We talk about a lot of other things in this podcast, everything from language to disciplines to physical goals to getting over lust, every kind of thing in the world. But I don't want to let it go too long without having said to you, God is the heart of this thing because he made manhood to begin with. We turn to Ford to find out how to run a Ford. We turn to Sony to find out how to run a Sony device. We turn to God to find out how to, do, how to run, how to live as the people he's made us to be. That's the deal. And this is one of the arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 